Hey, welcome to Wayfair. This is Aaron. It's Holy Week. Now, this is our last Lenten podcast for the year, but our plan is to continue the podcast monthly throughout the rest of the year as well. So stay tuned for some more stories from our congregation and from other folks in the community as well. And if you've got a story to share, let us know. Now, this week we're going to do things a little different. Rather than focus on an interview, we're going to explore Holy Week with some reimaginings of scripture and some songs. So bear with me because there's some artistic license taken here as we consider what one follower of Jesus may have experienced during this time of trial and of suffering. And now while we know the end of the story and we look forward to Resurrection Sunday and the new life that abounds, we also have this opportunity to walk with Jesus through suffering and through the consequences of speaking truth to power. As we contemplate how Jesus stood up to corruption and to injustice, maybe we'll see a little more clearly the systems and institutions that oppress people today. Maybe we'll hear Jesus again say that faith can move mountains. And maybe, maybe we'll be encouraged to speak to that mountain and give it a little push along the way as well. So, listen to your heart. Be attentive to the spark of the divine within you as we journey together. Suffering, we will. Fall. 
now, if you would, join us in a journey through Holy Week together. Monday. The green of scattered palm leaves still sung out against the trampled earth. The crowds were gone, and all that was left were these few remnants of yesterday's hopeful reverie, but they would soon scorch and fade into the dust. She knelt down and picked up one of the bruised fronds. She cradled it in her hands tracing the green and yellow lines like something of great value. The men were arguing again, fussing about fig trees and where they would eat. And Jesus was up ahead, his gait oddly stiff, determined. She watched his feet pushing up the hill, all tangled in dust, transfixed by the unraveling of each step, so familiar and so foreign. She didn't notice the city until it was upon them. She was engulfed by the sounds of industry, the rumble of carts, the clang of hammers, the shouts of soldiers. Jesus flickered in and out of the crowd as the temple slowly came into view. Soon the smells of animals and cooking meat overtook them. Merchants haggled with pilgrims over livestock, and moneylenders clinked coins into their change boxes. Then came a yell, rising like it had been pent up for eons, and followed by a crash that clanged and jangled throughout the courtyard. She scanned the crowd for the commotion, and there he was. His face was red, streaked with sweat and tears, almost disfigured as he stood among the scattered tables. He yelled and pointed fingers at the moneylenders and merchants who were scrambling to pick up the scattered coins. His voice rose with fervor and cracked when he pleaded that this was a house of prayer. And still he persisted. He refused to let anyone buy or sell. All around she heard the whispers. Maybe this was the revolution. Maybe this would bring down the whole system. Maybe this would bring back fair wages. Maybe this would get him killed. And maybe this would get them all killed. She looked down and saw the palm frond still in her hand, mangled and crushed in her grip. Tuesday. On the way back to the city, 
Jesus talked to them about faith. He went on about how with just a little faith, a person could move mountains, toss them into the sea even. As usual, they pretended to understand. The temple courtyard was charged. It felt like an approaching storm when the sky turns green and everything waits on edge. The preachers and teachers were already gathered, whispering in their ranks. She wished that she had faith to fling them into the sea. They flung their questions at Jesus. Where do you get your authority from? Who's greater, you or John the Baptist? Should we pay taxes? And what's the greatest commandment? They were looking for something, anything to hold against him. She wanted to grab him and drag him away and keep him from incriminating himself anymore. But he persisted. Every answer left them silent, stuck between the will of the empire and the will of the people. Eventually, the preachers and teachers gave up, and Jesus sat down across from the temple money box. He watched as people put in their coins, and she watched Jesus. The familiar brightness that usually graced his face came back, like passing clouds revealing the sun, and he smiled. She followed his gaze to an old woman putting a coin in the box. He called the disciples together, pointing out the lady and her little offering. It was all the lady had to live on, and it was worth more than all the other gold and silver given that day. How could he turn so quickly from anger to reverence, from argument to awe? She did not understand. As they were leaving, she took a few coins from her own purse, walked over to the old woman, and quietly slipped them into her hand. Wednesday. Everyone was finally eating. They had stayed away from the city today, but things were not better. She could see it in his eyes. He would not stop. This could only end one way. She went to a room in the back of the house where she sat down and wept. She had followed him for so long. She had grown so accustomed to seeing him just ahead, she could read the slant of his shoulders, interpret the rising dust from his feet. The others didn't see what was happening. 
They couldn't see past the crowds and the arguments. But up ahead, there was suffering. She knew it. Her eyes fell upon the small white jar. It had sat there for so many years, it was nearly invisible to her now, and her heart skipped. She couldn't. It was unreasonable and maybe offensive. It was so expensive. We could support them for years, but all these arguments somehow faded and drowned in the image of Jesus, pushing against that mountain with all his faith and all his might. She didn't remember picking up the jar. She was simply at his feet, breaking it, pouring it out. She wept, wiping the tears from his feet with her hair, and while the rest argued over the best use of this extravagance, blind to the man who sat before them, she saw through her tears, and she knew. Jesus knelt down on the 
dusty floor Jesus washed the feet of his enemy Jesus washed the feet of his enemy Jesus touched the wayward souls Thought far beyond the reach of God Jesus washed the feet of his enemy Jesus said, now you do the same. Jesus said, now you go do the same. Get your bucket and get your towel, love ain't it. Interested in crowns, Jesus said, Now you do the same. Jesus said, Now you do the same. Thursday. The table was set and ready. Everything was cooked and in its place. Candles were lit. She waited. They entered in the middle of an argument over who had forgotten the way to the house, and when they finally settled in, Jesus got up, took off his robe, wrapped a towel around him, and brought over a basin. Then, he washed their feet. There was the usual tussle and arguing, but everyone eventually settled in. She watched as he took the feet of these fishermen, insurrectionists, taxmen, gently in his hands, and washed them clean. Then he looked at her, He reached out his hand. She could not. It wouldn't be right. There would be more protests, more dispute. But again, all the arguments faded and drowned in the image of Jesus calling her out. And he washed her feet as well. Friday. The night was long. 
All she could remember was a swirl of swords and torches, curses and tears. He was relentless. He had pushed and pushed and pushed on that mountain. He had poured out all his faith, all his strength. And now, now he was crawling up it, dragging his own doom. This, this was the very thing she had feared. How could this person who preached a land of peace and justice meet such a violent and prejudiced end? How could this person who spoke truth into being be killed with such obvious lies? But she would not leave him now. No, she would stay beside him. She could not betray the land that he had preached, the path that he had cut with those careful, dusty steps. There was nothing else to do except go on to the end. They took his body down, gentling it like a palm leaf, trampled and broken underfoot, and wrapped him in cloths. There was no time to prepare his body for burial. They would come back. Sunday. Awash in disbelief, she watched as they sealed the tomb. footsteps down a thousand dusty roads breathing in the mountain sinking in the valley's gloom no compass but your nod no atlas but your way so where is my direction this empty space I squinted in the sunlight on the shores of your calling left my nets behind me to chance this waking dream 
and huddling by firelight, cursing your good name. The dawn crows out its cold truth in this empty space. In this empty space. Gathered in the shadows, haunted by the dreams of you dangling in the wind, strung up by your enemies. Why couldn't you just speak up? We'll find another way. Take up arms or shut up, and live another day. But there ain't nothing left now. Just a few of us afraid. Our hopes entombed and shut up in this empty space. This empty space in this empty space in this empty space in this empty space.
Thanks for listening today. We're grateful that this isn't the end of the story, and it's not the end of the podcast either. Check back next month for another episode. And thanks so much to everybody who helped out with the podcast this season, all of our storytellers and musicians. You can go back and listen to other podcasts you missed if you like. It's a great way for us to get to know each other a little better and to find out that you're not alone on this journey. We'll see you again in a month. Wayfarer is a production of Central Baptist Church in Lexington, Kentucky, a loving, healthy, and progressive gathering of Christians where everyone is welcome, no exceptions. Find out more about Central at lexcentral.com. This episode was produced by me, Aaron Austin. Thanks to everyone who joined in, and thanks to you for listening. 